What is up and welcome back to Unfiltered and Real. Like always, every time I get on this mic, it just makes me feel so good. I feel so welcome. I feel the joy. But anyways, I'm your host, Jalen Benjamin, and there's somebody else over there. Introduce yourself. I'm your host, Chris. Yeah, I know what it is. I'm so sorry um, for his The song. favorite host, the best host. I'm so sorry for his sound today. I don't know what's going on with that. I, you guys have got me some Nutri-Valley, sweet and salty nut, um, granola bar. So I'm going to give you a little ASMR and open it up. I know you like it nutty. We're just going to ignore whatever he says today. Okay, dip up the granola bar if you want to. Mm-hmm. Anyways, mm, let me chew that first. Because people are trying me, and it's our first day back. Mm. Mm-hmm. First day back of the new year. Mm. No, it's not our first day back of the new it year. It ain't. We recorded last Monday. Okay, guys, I'm ready to go. This is very loud. Anyways, so it feels good to be back. It really feels good to be back in town. Not only just back, let me tell you guys, I had so much fun talking to them on Friday, Chris, because Friday, um, the new episode came out and they were doing the, and it was the word of the day, but also I was out of town all last week. So, you know, I was posting stuff here and there. And I think it was the first time that some of them actually got to see, you know, a different side of Jalen, you know, a little wilder side. And people are like saying, "Boy, stuff. what you do? Hot chocolate? Ooh, wow. no, 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 no! Not my hot chocolate. That, that, and don't come for my hot chocolate. No, when I was at the hookah lounge and um, when I was drinking and stuff like that, I'm like, um, this is me. I'm not an alcoholic now. I'm not an alcoholic. Don't need. Don't no no don't you? I should. How drink. many times did I have to pick you up and you couldn't drive? I don't recall none of those except one. It, it was only a one-time thing. It was only a one-time thing. I don't recall. I feel like I'm getting followers who are filtered in real now because some people are following me and I don't know who these people are. Some people just be following me anonymously. And I'm just like, who are, no, you want to know what's really weird? Oh, well, no, because most of them are followers. Anyways, it feels good to be back, Chris. I had so much fun on vacation like I honestly did. Mm. I can't wait to go to Orlando in a month, but I had so much fun. I just didn't care. I didn't like, I said F my diet for the whole week. I know I gained some weight on that trip. I was just really enjoying it, enjoying it being there, enjoying the family I was with, doing the things that I was doing. And I honestly, it was the first time that I just spent money, like like spent money. Like I didn't care what the bill was coming up to. I didn't care what it was. I just spent money and I really enjoyed myself and I really had so much fun. But of course, I'm happy to be back. It's always good to be back and back to work because I'm a workaholic. Let me turn that off because that's ghetto. But Chris, what were you up to the last week? Um... I've been up to not really much, nothing too crazy. Uh, just really chilling, staying at home, working on a website, 
for something I'm coming out with. Uh, behind the scenes, right behind the scenes. Is it that behind the scenes? I mean, you told everybody last episode. There's something, there's something now. What else you working on that I don't know what you're working on? Well, we on a podcast. I can't let it be known to the world. Well, then why the hell would you say something? Why the hell would you be working on something and not let me know what you're working on? Because I said it's behind the scenes. But why would you be working on something and not let me? Okay. No, it's fine. You probably know what it is. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I see what we do. I see. Okay, see what we do. And then afterwards, you're like, oh. We here. We here. No, because everything that I know you said on this podcast the last episode, you literally put everything out. When we were talking about 2021 and new things coming up, you put every single thing out that I know. So if I don't know what it is, then, I mean, if it's not. You know what this is. You know what it is. Huh? You know what it is. I don't know what it is because I know what, but I know what we doing now. I, I, we we here because I know what we doing. I know what we doing. Go text some people, tell them some secrets that I have that I don't want nobody else to know. But that's what we doing now. Anyways, it just feels good to be back at work. Honestly, y'all, I found myself at the end of the trip. I did okay, so I did not work the whole trip, but the last day I did. The last day I did, and then. You got people over here secretly recording me, <clears throat> Tanaka. I turned around. Well, I didn't turn around. Yeah, I looked over my shoulder. She over here reading what I, because I was doing work on my computer. And then she over here the next morning, I see that she didn't record me and stuff and said something about work and something on a trip and something. I'm like, this is illegal. This is illegal. I'm going to call my Jimmy, lawyer. You be right there recording everybody else. I don't want to hear it. Who do I be reporting? I don't report me. Well, you. What do I report on you? I don't need head inf- me heading into Anna's house. I might put charges over that. Huh? Me heading into Anna's house. I might press charges. Because I needed them to know that I was dropping my son off to school and that I wanted to make sure that he didn't throw my Tupperware in the trash and bring my Tupperware home. Because you know y'all kids be throwing them Tupperware in the cl- on, in the trash after lunch. Cause y'all don't you ain't even hand me no Tupperware. Huh? You ain't even hand me no Tupperware. It was in your backpack. I didn't even bring no backpack. Well, probably because you left it in school from the day before. You know what? Stop asking me questions. Stop it. I don't go to school. That's Corona. Anyways, guys, today was my first day of the new semester. Yeah. I'm honestly at this point over school. I really am. Like I'm just over being at home and at school. It's so aggravating. It really is. Like people who's not just, you know, coasting by and just saying like it is what it is, like some people. And then you have me who is like, I want the degree. I my grades are fantastic. I on National Honor Society. It's not like school is hard to me. It's just that I'm just so tired. Like I'm just at the point. Where it's like, I want to give up because I'm just tired, like, of doing schoolwork. But it's like, I'm right here at the end. And it's like, I literally have you two not years. at the end. Though. I'm, Chris, I have two years left of college. Think about it. I just, it feels That's like. Third I, year, say so you're right at the end. That's all, no, third year, two. because you, at, the, at third year, you at the finish line. You you in the finish line doing a stare off like this. 
Because it's not like high school because it's very different. You can be in the third year and have all your credits. It depends on where your credit goes. And each degree has like different credit requirements. So I'm near my end. I don't know about other people. I know I'm near my end. And also I went into college with college credits already. So me personally, I probably have like another year and a half. So, and I'm also taking summer classes next summer. So I may just have a whole year. We don't know. But it just, it feels good to be back in school because it feels good to finally have my, it feels good to finally have like my work ethic schedule back because, excuse me, like I was saying this morning, I was up at five. I went and worked out. It felt good to be back up at five because I haven't, like I told you guys, I hadn't been working out for like, what, a month. So I was up at five. Then I had schoolwork to do. After that, it was time to record. That literally took me all the way up to well, I I called at one. I just want to put it out there that me and Chris record Monday and Wednesday at one o'clock every Monday and Wednesday. But there's sometimes that some people are never ready at one o'clock. And so now it's two for two fifteen, a whole hour and fifteen minutes later. You stop it. I got out of the shower at like one thirty-five, and it's two fifteen now because you have to call somebody else too. I look horrible. I should have fixed my face or something before I came up on here. And then now I look like I have a mohawk because I didn't even pull my hair on and stuff. This is just all types of looking like Miss Battle from Carver. Why do I hear that lady name so much? Oh, you didn't go to Carver. Yeah, I didn't go to that ghetto school. Anyway. Trinity, what was it? Trinity? I didn't go to no Trinity. I went to a public school. Shania went there. No, what's the school? What's the name of your middle school? Trade wins. Oh, trade wins. Trinity. Start with T. <laughs> but they're too. Anyways, you got some whore rats and some for the street females over there in trade wins. Mm, okay. I mean, I'm not even going to say nothing because you went to Carver. And you went to trade. And now you go to Palm Beach Central, land of the thoughts and hoes. But. That's neither here nor there. So that's and sorry to all you people that went to Palmy Central and all the Chris Love friends that may be listening, but y'all know who y'all is. Anyways, let's move on. Are you ready for some fam talk? So I've been ready for fam talk. It's a couple of things I want to ask. So, you know, last time we were talking about like the phone searching and if you look for something like you're going to find it, blah, 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 blah. But now I want to, you know, okay, so if you're in a relationship, Chris, say for you, for example, if you're in a relationship and Anna Banana cheat on you, right? And Mm -hmm. do you get mad at the other guy or her? You get mad at her, bro. No, sorry. Have you ever been in the position where you got mad at the other guy or like it's been like an issue? The only way you could get mad at the guy is if, like, one, y'all cool, and they know you was dating so-and-so, which done happened to me. And that you guy said that was, happened to you? I'll get there. And one, that guy was saying this and that to XYZ, my girlfriend, to cap into her, make us broke up, then try to get with her. So it's, but, you know, if, 
if they don't know you in a, like if they don't know you in a relationship with that girl, you really can't blame them. Saying, mm-hmm. Your old person, significant other was being trifling. Is it my go? Yeah, go ahead. I disagree with everything you said. I will never. I don't care who it is. I will never blame the guy in the situation. I just would never. Or girl. Did you not hear what I said? I said I would not blame the guy. I know what you. I know what you said. But you said in certain situations. Let me tell you. If you my friend, and you know I'm in a relationship, and you get with my girl, I still wouldn't blame you. I wouldn't talk like you. We wouldn't be friends, but I wouldn't blame. Like I wouldn't care. Like okay, you just fake. We not cool no more. I don't want to fight. I don't have nothing to say. We don't got no words. That's good. You gotta. I don't care. My problem still would never be with the person. It would be with my girl because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you were the one that did wrong. Yeah, the friend, they knew they was wrong, but at the end of the day, me and you in this, I'm the type of person, I ain't never fighting over no bitch. I ain't never arguing over no bitch either, so I could really care less. If you want, you both be my friend and you want that, then I see where you stand. We don't got to be cool no more. I'm not going to fight you over her because obviously she ain't no good anyways if she over here fucking both of us. So I'm not fighting you. But me and you ain't going to be cool no more. But as for her, you're in the wrong continuously because we're together. Just like even like if somebody like the other one you were saying, like if they was talking down a line and making us break up, can't nobody make nobody do nothing if they don't want to do it. So again, I say it's on the female. It's not on the other. No, that's false. If you got a guy friend, to put me in you in a scenario, and I'm telling your girlfriend you cheating, you texting this girl and this and that. Why? Okay, so she if she chooses to believe that, that's not my fault. That's still her fault. If she chooses to believe what he's saying, then she's stupid. And at the end of the day, me and that person, again, we just don't got to be cool. Why am I sitting here? I'm First off, I'm about to be 20 years old. Why am I sitting here fighting for one? For two, why are we fighting over a bitch that obviously ain't no good? Like, if it came down to it, you could have came to me and asked and had an honest conversation. I could have let you see stuff, even though, like I told you, I don't let nobody in my phone, but I don't, I never have nothing to hide. I'll pull up what you looking for every single app. I don't care. Speaking of the phone stuff that you were talking about, did you know now? Well, not now. This is old. You know the girls know this. The stalkers know this. You could go on someone's Snapchat and request their data, see who they text, all their messages they unsent, every picture in their memories, all that. That's only a problem for people who text on Snapchat. And Instagram. Well, I don't know about no Instagram, but I don't. You, I, do this, you can request your data from Instagram. I, I don't care because first off, I'm single. For people like me, it don't matter because I'm single and I do whatever the hell I want to do. Second, I always, um, I don't really like communicating through social media. I don't, I don't know. Like even like if me and somebody start texting, it's like only if you, even if it's been a couple hours, I'll be like, um, let me get your number or something because I don't. I just don't know. I don't like texting through social media. But I feel like if we trying to talk or do anything or even just flirting, like if we doing something like it should be more than social media. Like I feel like social media, like for one, like I'm not on social media. Mm, well, I'm on Instagram a lot. Uh, 
But I definitely dialed back how much I'm on social media. So I don't have it. Like, if I'm not on social media, then I'm going to forget about you. I'm honestly going to forget about you. And all the other people on my contact list, I'm going to go text them or something like that. But do you think that's doing too much with the whole Snapchat data? I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Personally, I, you know, I like to save people in my phone, you know, experiment number 243 or, or, um, Something, some weird name. I always say them under weird names, not because I'm high or nothing, just because so I know who they are. But as far as like, you know, the Snapchat and Instagram and stuff like that, if like us, like I said last week, if you're going to go through all of that, you're going to find what you're looking for. It's like if you're going to go through the process of looking through somebody's phone, um, trying to see what, if they're cheating or not, you're going to find what you're looking for. And that doesn't matter if, I, like I said, in any type of relationship, it could be a friend, a best friend, whatever it is. If you go through somebody's phone, going through their Snapchats, um, DMs, going through their Instagram DM, Facebook, whatever else they got this on, you're going to find what you're looking for. It doesn't matter who you are because you're looking for trouble. Why is it that people can't just trust the process? Like me, I always trust it until I see it. Now, there's some people out there that will see somebody cheating in their face that given all the evidence on a silver platter that has been through this multiple times and then they still just won't leave. They just don't care. They're still there. They're not leaving the relationship. That's on them dumb bitches. Let me tell you, that's on them dumb bitches, them dumb niggas, all of them. And I and I know some people, mm-hmm, I know some people who will stay. But at the end of the day, I can't put a gun to your head to say, hey, you see all this, you went and got this evidence or you see this evidence and you still going to stay. Because let me tell you, Chris, that's my problem. 99% of these people who do all that, they still stay or they go right back. So it's like, what was the point of doing all that? What was the point? Carol, I bet you Chris learned his lesson. He spent $25 on buying somebody a cake. I bet he'll never do it again. Mm. Who? I ain't gonna say no names on here now. What did I buy a cake for? The cake with the strawberry in the middle. Um, um. Bet you won't buy nobody else. Look at him. He's still mad. He's still. Let me tell you. I just learned, and I think I literally forgot about that. I didn't forget because I'm still mad. Like I bought the cake, but this is what I learned, and I learned this. You know, probably within 2020, like I told y'all, that was probably my best year of like growth. But I've learned that a lot of times people try to be so supportive in any way they can and try to be there for friends so much and try to understand what people go through and sympathize in a way that helps the other person or better the other person. And sometimes it's just not the case. Like, you can't be there for everybody. You can't save everybody. And you just have to learn how to do you and go on your own. And that's what I've learned. And, you know, I've done it to a lot of people in my life, actually, over these past couple of months. Like, I've just learned that it's not my business. I just don't care. I I just don't anymore because I'm the person. And it just reminded me this because I was writing something for my book the other day. 
is I will literally go, 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 go and make everybody so happy and try to accommodate this person. Oh, your boyfriend cheating on you. It's okay. Let's go get ice cream. Oh, you having a problem at home? It's okay. Let's go get ice cream. Oh, you feel like such and such and such and we not such and such. It's okay. You know, I always try to make everybody else happy. But I realized that in the end, I wasn't happy. I was getting frustrated. I was getting aggravated because when it's time for you to be on the other foot, nobody ever is. And let me tell you, I'm the type of person, you give me advice, I listen to the advice. For some reason, I give other people advice and it goes in one ear, out the other, around the corner, down the street, down the highway, two um, states across. Like they just never get it. So I don't understand how some people operate. So for me, do you know kind of make sense of it and help myself and better myself. I just don't care. Somebody can be getting cheated on, talked to a wrong way, yelled at, guess what? Just like this, scrolling on my phone. Oh, oh, shut the fuck up, bitch. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so numb, I don't care. I, I just don't care because I'm to the point now where I feel like I've given so much to people and that some people at this point, you deserve to be cussed out. You deserve to be treated how you treat it. You deserve all of it because you have multiple signs. You have multiple exits. Like we was in church one day, Chris, when we was in Atlanta, you know, when we when you came up and how the preacher, and I always go back to this because it just makes so much sense and everything. And the preacher was talking about how he'd be giving people those doors. And along the way, those doors get smaller and smaller, but he still be giving you those way out. He still be giving you those way. Even if the door is this small and you think you can't push through it, he's going to find a way. But some people, they just keep ignoring those doors and sooner and sooner it's going to be too late. And that's the whole message of all of this, honestly. Is that it goes all the way back to looking for something in somebody else's phone. It's like, if you feel that you have to look, if you're not confident in your relationship, boom, there's the door number one. Get out now. Because I'm telling you, everybody may say, oh, but everybody's like that. You can't run away. No, there's gonna, there's one person in this world that's for you. There's one person in this world that's going to give you everything that you ever wanted. That's why I tell people they put up with certain stuff from certain people because they're like, um, oh, it's okay. It's not that bad. You know, everybody's not perfect. No, everybody has a perfect match out there. Everybody has somebody that God has made for them to be in love with, to be happy with, that's going to give them. And let me tell you, some of y'all, I'm not going to get too deep into it, but some of y'all think that y'all actually know what y'all want until you get a wake up call. That's all I'm going to say on this little fam talk talk. Chris, I know you ain't have nothing else to say. So we're going to move right on along. Let's get into, I was going to say, let's get into happy hour. This isn't everything, Jay. Let's get into some hot topics. Happy hour. What? Let's get into some hot topics. You'll see when you come on everything, Jay. I don't know where to start. Well, let's start with Kim and Kanye. Kim and Kanye. Kim, yay. Jeffrey. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. I see, I see when Jeffrey said he was like, Kanye, no, other rappers, yes, but you won't never hear me name drop. I was like, oh, okay. I just I don't I, I don't I oh my god. Do you give someone a million dollars after the damn divorce? Like I honestly think they will always be best friends. I think they will always be best friends. I just think 
that maybe they just it's time for them to go their separate ways. I feel like you know we have so many kids together. That's the thing. What they mean? What, what you mean? Young kids. Chris, let you have about five, six word racks, ugly ass black kids running around here somewhere, and you ain't happy. Let me tell you, I'm pulling you out of the situation. We're aborting ship. A boarding ship. People feel like, and I'm, I'm actually glad you brought that up, and I'm not saying this is how you feel, but like there's people in this world that feels like the state and the relationship for the kids. Let's be happy for the kids. And I was watching something, and it's proven, and that these people with these experiences were saying it actually hurts them. It doesn't help them because their whole life they have this idea of this picture-perfect family, and then one day you come home for Thanksgiving break, and mama and daddy's tired of high, and, and I always have to act like they're still happy when you come home, and that's not the case, and then their whole life is just like a whole lie. It's not helping, and I'm glad Kim and Kanye... They're doing this at this time right now while the kids are young because they can experience, okay, mommy has a life, daddy has a life, you know? And I've always said this and I was saying this, I still feel like Kim hasn't found the love of her life. I don't feel like she's ever found that. I feel like it's great. Huh? I feel like it's great. I know, but no man survives in in that family. No man. And I'm going to talk that, about that too that because no people people be trying to make it seem like that, but it's not the case at all because the Kardashians are some of the sweetest people in the world, and people have this people have this vision of them and this thing in their mind like they're oh, they're just whores, they just want all these black men and all this that and the third, and you know half of that goes into the conversation that we had about black and white and all that, but then it goes even deeper because. People survive. It's just what you allow. It's like these things that go on in regular relationships, people sleeping with the brother, baby, mama, and it, it, all this stuff. And then people getting cheated on, people getting divorced multiple times, people husbands turning to transgenders after 30, 40 years of being married. This stuff happens every in real families. It's just the fact that this family is so publicized. And it, and it was evident all the way back from when Robert Kardashian decided to support OJ and the rest of the family was on the cold side. That's what made, that's what laid this foundation and got them here today. They had no turning back. Everybody wants to say, oh, Kim Sexy, Kim Sexy, all this. They've been on this path way before Kim Sexy. They've been. That just basically amplified what was already happening and magnified it. But I will say back to your saying, um, no man makes it. Um, Scott made it through, and he's still there. Um, Tristan ain't going nowhere. I'm sorry to tell y'all, Tristan ain't going nowhere. Him and Chloe, it's either gonna be him and Chloe or Lamar and Chloe. Him and Lamar are gonna get back together. Is is something in the water? Cause he be breaking up with it's something, and they was already married for what five, eight years, something like that. I think the only person that has a problem actually finding love is Kim. Everybody else is happy. Everybody else is fine. Everybody else, man, keep coming back to them. Their man surviving. It's Kim, but I just think she hasn't found the love of her life. I think Kim's so in love with the idea of love that she's always so blindsided. And I think her and Kanye were a great fit for a certain time, but that time has gone in its past now. You know, I get when people be saying, I'm sorry, I'm going to let you talk in here sooner or later. I get when people be saying that... Um, People don't, excuse me, people don't take marriages as serious as they should be taken or how they, how serious they used to be taken back in the day. But that's the thing. 
it's not that people don't take marriages serious. It's the fact that I can love somebody today and really be in love with them where I want to marry them. But 10 years from now, I evolved. I changed. And it's not healthy for me to stay in this relationship. 40, 50, 60 years ago, people were staying in these relationships no matter what they went through, no matter how they were treated, no matter that they were getting abused or whatever, they stayed in these relationships. And that was honestly what wasn't healthy, what was the wrong interpretation of a marriage. Now people see that it's not good for them and they get out. But in Kim and Kanye's situation, I think they, they're they good. And let me tell you, Kim wanted this, Kim wanted this, because listen, now Kanye built the house all on his own with his own money, bought everything himself, he built it. But guess what? The land belongs to Kim. The land belongs to Kim. And she had that well before the marriage. Let me tell you, Kim knew what she was doing. And of course she knew what she was doing. Her mama is Christian and she's not stupid. Babe, can you build me a house? We already have this land. You can build this house on it. And, you know, we can live in there and grow old. Look at him. Now he don't got nowhere to stay. Better go on to Wyoming. Better go on to Wyoming. But honestly, and I don't think the kids should be left in his care without supervision either. You know, I think Kim should go ahead and, you know, don't try to take full custody. Make him think that he has some type of, you know, privilege. You know what I'm saying? Make him think that he got something. I I got this all down, Peck. I was thinking really hard about this. Make him think he has something because you never know when Kanye can go out. When you send the kids over there, right? You send them with the nanny. That's always the nanny that's always there. You send them with the nanny. Mm -hmm. And then outside peeking through the window with a private detective you got those mental people there at any minute's notice when you have to go in there and get them you go in there and get your kids and have him back in the crazy night and also and also you also send you a security with them but when they're home with you you dial back on the security you know um you don't go out as much you're a good mama so when the time is right and you need to in court you need to show that oh no i've been here for my kids i don't know what he's been doing See, I got this all figured out for you, Kim. Come on, I'm filtering the room. Let's talk about it some more. Let's talk about it some more because I'm telling you, I got your back. I think I'm sad to see them go, but I think honestly, we all knew this time was coming from when Kanye talked shit about them a couple of months ago on Twitter. We knew it was coming. Chris, you got something to say? Jeez, are you ready for the whole divorce? Shit. Kim, I need to hire you. She needs to. She needs to. Okay, so what, what's this? Flo Millie is trending on Twitter after users weren't feeling the beat commercial that featured her dancing in front of a Confederate statue. Now, this was the video. It's a Okay, so I feel like that's reaching. Like I feel like the same thing with Jeffrey Star and Kanye. How people was piecing things together. They was really reaching. Not honestly, like it's just no. It wasn't reaching. She was dancing, like basically saying, like "fuck you" to the statue, like "fuck," like oh, "fuck okay. him." Like that's what the like the purpose of the video was supposed to be. Like it was for the statue, but people had an issue that she was dancing in front of the statue, but but I'm, I'm going to let you finish, but what I feel like people don't realize is that and just like when they went off on Kendall for the whole Pepsi commercial and all that, I don't know if you remember that a couple years ago with the Pepsi commercial, commercial and all that stuff, is that this is a thing. 
you do stuff every day and you get it's like when you come on this show chris you don't know what you're walking into when you sit down and i ask you these fam talks and i ask you these hot topics you don't know what you're coming into you just know that you have a job to do and you have to perform these people they come on these commercial sets they know okay i signed this deal to do this i gotta do this it's in my contract i don't think they really you know dive deep into the background of it and some of these people don't don't even know what the storyline is going to be until the day of shooting and then you can shoot something one way and we all know how technology is you can think you shot something and the commercial come out you shot something totally different it was a green screen all like but go ahead and say what you want to say and i'm gonna finish no but i mean it's are these like supporters of the statue? No, these were her. These were her fans and supporters that were going off on her and saying, "Like, I'll read some of the tweets for you." It was a lot. Somebody well, said, "Listen, I love Flo Millie, but they set her up with this one. Why the fuck would she randomly break out dancing in front of a Confederate statue? And what does the flex that clapback mean?" Then somebody said they really made Flo Millie do this in front of a Confederate statue. And then somebody said same energy. And in the thing, it was a Kindle um, Pepsi commercial. And they said, I still love Flo Millie shit, but why did they play my sis like that? It was giving Kindle with the Pepsi for me. And they said the, they finna drag my girl Flo Millie for this commercial. Why would she agree to that? Um, do right by Flo Millie and redo the commercial and stuff like that. Okay, but I'm still missing it. Like, why are they upset with her dancing in front of the statue? Because it's Confederate and all that, and they're saying it's disrespectful so, and all that. But I always say, why do they be dragging them? Like, they, it's a job they do. You need to come so from was the she, Like, was she dissing the, the, the statue while she was dancing? It, it, it was that what the video was portraying? The video was supposed to be, like... Uh, F you to the statue and like so, I got so my beat. If, that's what it was but, supposed to be. That so, wasn't so, like probably what the video if, came off as. If all these people signing all these petitions to take down all these racist statues, why they can't for this one? Hmm. Like if all these people have been signing these petitions, mm-hmm. you know, protesting in front of these racist statues. And if she make, doing a little dance video, middle fingers up to the statue, you know, do, popping, locking, doing whatever she's doing, oh, what, what's the issue? Like, really, like, what's the... It, I don't get it. Like, I really don't get it. I don't. I don't get the statue. Like, I don't. It makes no sense. Why are people even caring about I mean, it? it makes sense. I definitely get... I get where you're coming from, and I get where they're coming from. It's like... like did it it's, edit it? where she's like i love you statue no it's not that but it's more like the way it was edited was like as as if she was praising the statue in the presence and it's like let me get it closer to you is it on here you go i can't i gotta see this i'm showing it look up What is, like, like, I don't even see her giving praise to the statue. I'm listening to the list. I'm seeing her dancing. You know, she's showing herself off. I see the captions of the statue. I just like, sent it to she's you. She's showing free, like, pr- like, that's not even praise. I want to know what flex that clapback is meaning. 
One second, you guys. Chris is trying to look at this and understand. So I see, like, I see what the commercial is portraying, and I get what they was portraying. I ain't hurt by it, so I don't see why everybody else, like, I thought y'all didn't like these statues. What's what do What do you think is portraying? It's portraying, like, you know, she's black, she's strong, she's powerful. You know, them chains ain't holding her no more. They ain't holding nobody no more. Go look what? up Meaning. They put out a press release. It wasn't, they were trying to make it seem like we could be in one. Like, we could, like, all, like, just because, like, they're basically saying that we don't need to take these things down. We just need to show that we're stronger. Let me get a sip of my Gatorade. So, yeah, it was basically trying to make it seem like... It's a it's so many different layers because so much comes out about this story every day. And just yesterday I was reading something else about it. But basically that's like that's what like flex that clapback is all about. It's like that's the that's the biggest, that's my biggest flex right there, is that I can be in the same room as you and just not care. And then other people's like, why are you allowing this girl to think like this when these statues need to be gone? They shouldn't be here. Like it's the whole flex campaign. You know, with everybody doing the whole, um, my biggest flex is blah, 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 blah. And that's where the, their caption um, flex, um, something flex, something clap back, something like that. I just forgot it. I just seen it. But like, that's that whole premise. It's it's, it's like I say, I know why people are mad. I, I know why they're mad because like, after y'all know, I research everything before I come on here. So like, I understand everybody's point of view. I just don't think that they need to be coming from her. Like, I understand why they're mad. I get that 1,000%. I just say, and the same thing when Kindle happened and with everybody else who's ever had a bad commercial, is like, yeah, they sign these contracts. They know, like, they're signing up to do these things, but I don't think they necessarily know the whole backstory behind it. And maybe, again, okay, yeah, it's a little their fault because they should be knowing these things. But then again, like I said, you can be shooting one whole video and then you know, something else comes out. But Flomili hasn't addressed it. She's supposed to be doing a press release later this week to talk about it. So we'll see then um, what she I has can't to wait say. till I'm famous. I ain't doing no press releases for nothing. If somebody interpreted it one way, then... That's yeah. the thing, Chris. And that goes back to what we talked about. You have to you have to play this game in this industry. It's like, I get what you feel and what you think, but it's like, honestly, in the end, you know, we was just, I was listening to some podcasts and they were just talking about young boy. And I said, I can't wait to get back to talk to Chris about this because it's like, and they were like, they honestly love young boy and they like, they love his music, but his actions is their issue for them. And I'm like, it, it's crazy because in but, this world, somebody can literally like, you can be like, Oh, um, you can be like, oh, this is me. This is how I'm thinking. I'm not changing it. But it's like your fans in that crowd. And some people after a while get tired of doing the same thing. It's like you have to bite your tongue a lot in this uninsured. Okay. I'm going to say this to myself. And I know this is how you is too. Because, you know, when you not. Saying, you know you how not I feel. Messing, look, when you're not messing with nobody, you, you say you don't care. If that's how they feel, that's how they feel. No, right. okay, that's how I do stuff. But Chris, once I get to another place in my career, I can no longer. Now, do if that. you say something, if you mess up, mess up, you say some racial slur, do whatever, so and so. I understand a little press release, 
But if I'm doing the commercial, y'all people get upset. No, if, if you're doing, doing the, car, the commercial, if I'm no, if you're doing a commercial, Chris, and I'm, I'm, I'm I will always tell you if it's wrong, and I will make you do a press release because it gets to a place like you can think that the concept. That's what they think. They thought that the concept was one way. They didn't know that it was going to be this whole other thing, especially Kendall. And like, that was her whole purpose. Like she didn't like, that wasn't how, how the commercial was put out there. That wasn't, wasn't how the commercial was actually shot and how they did stuff. They changed it and cut and edited stuff in and make it seem like it was something way different than what it was. And so that's the thing, stuff like that. You have to, you can't just say, well, it's out there. I got my money. I got my check. I don't care what these people say, because at the end of the day, these are the same people that are providing for you to be able to provide for your family. So that's, that's how the one mistake right there that I ain't going to make. I ain't going to have no energy be what puts food on the table. I'm going to kindly finesse the system, whatever I make off that. I'm about to invest in myself to make my own self money because so I don't have to live off no industry. But do you also want the do you also want the industry to hate you? I don't care. I really wouldn't care if they hate me. I really wouldn't care. So how you like so if you don't care, how are you gonna be an artist? How are you gonna be an artist? Honestly, how do you if the whole industry hates you, how are you gonna be an artist? If you think about six nine, right? Honestly, like pe- being rich, period. Like, what what I gotta care about social media? What do I gotta care about broke people talking to me? When people is going sideways at, at YKO Cyrus, and they go sideways, like, what I gotta care for what you say? But and also, he's joking with a lot of those artist, people. He's joking with know, a lot I of think, those people. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, they're going back and forth. But honestly, if I'm an established artist, I made it five years, six years plus without messing up anything. And one thing come up, I don't care. I'm solidified. Now I really don't care for it. No, it's not about, it's not about, okay. One thing comes up. It's about, okay. I've been a good artist for five or six years. And this one thing has come up. It's not about kissing their ass. It's about you being honest. You didn't know what was going to happen. It's like, you're also not being true to who you are because it's like, like I know you and if you don't like something you're gonna say something so it's like you're not also being true to who you are that's the whole purpose of this that's why she's doing the press conferences because she didn't know that that's how that was gonna be and she wants her fans to understand because she loves her fans and that's the thing you can't be an artist and be also detached from the industry that's if if I was Doja Cat during Doja's whole situation Doja didn't care look look I ain't doing no press release. I'm doing like, <clears throat> this, this is probably what I do anyway, right? This is what I do. Send out one little text to social media, expressing myself. Then after that, I'm not readdressing the situation. Like, I'm really, well, I ain't like what I got to really address the situation for again. I mean, politically correct from a, um, from a you know PR standpoint, you know I will be handing Chris PR standpoint team because he obviously don't know how to do it, and I'm that's my degree anyways. But from a PR standpoint, it's good to address stuff um, multiple times because, and that's why you see people doing a lot of interviews and like um, TV appearances and stuff like that. Like when well, I love people, interviews. I'm be doing interviews all like the when time, big scandals but... come out and like they go do an interview or something like that, or they go do the, such and such and such. 
it's good for stuff like that because it helps brand and promote and push you out there and get people in your name. And especially if you have something and like, you may have like a mixtape that you was going to drop, um, but you ain't never dropped. And you was like, Oh, we just wait. But like, now you're getting all this clout. What your PR team would usually do is like, keep pushing it, keep pushing it, keep pushing it. And then probably in a couple weeks, drop a mixtape while you're still hot and why the clout's still on you. And it's like, it's a messed up way to think about it, but you're also playing the system at the same time because you're getting your side of the story out there as many times as it has to be said, but at the same time, you're going to gain something from this too. It's so crazy. And the way I think of this industry, I always think of it from a PR standpoint, because that's why I was so in love with communications and PR and all that stuff, because PR runs the every industry there is out there because without PR, you wouldn't know nothing. That's why I think everybody should take a couple PR classes or something because it's honestly, it's such a different world. And ever since joining joining college, going to college and, you know, getting to take those classes and working on my degree and all that stuff, it's been really interesting to understand PR runs the world. And if you can't grasp that, then you're not meant to be in anything rather than a janitor, a teacher, a school bus driver, something like that. You can't be in a big time thing and not understand that PR is your only friend in the industries. And that's why, like I always say is that it's not about kissing their ass. It's not about, you know, getting them out there. It's about saving your ass because without that other money coming in, you can't invest nothing into no stocks. And then people with stocks yeah you may have the money but it's a whole nother pr game to stocks too and it's like mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm, let's look now if if it's like if, if i don't feel like for instance this is why i'm going to separate the two on how i'm at if it's a social issue like we like a little baby you know he drops his tongue face and everything mm-hmm. if it's not some like real like issues that we have to tackle as one then i'm all in for it i'm gonna be making posts all day but if it's over some like literally like some drama that, or something that really don't like it's, it's fake deep, it's not deep as it is, or it's not important, or it's the, the the social media antics and all that other stuff that you know doesn't benefit anybody. Like as humans, we fight over the smallest thing all day, every day. No reason we don't get nowhere. We don't even move forward as one. I ain't paying no mind to it. I'm. Not. I think it's also different because I'm gonna be, like, and I'd be the bad guy in the industry because I really wouldn't care what I, you're said. definitely gonna be up there with six nine. You're definitely gonna be y'all gonna be buddies. But yeah, I think I'm, it also comes to what we don't see and what you will have to learn yourself is that in everything that you do, and you know, whether you're a boxer, uh artist, a TV person, a political standpoint, the president of the United States. Everybody has polling numbers. Everybody has polling numbers, no matter what you do. And you can see if a scandal brings you down, and you can say this scandal don't mean nothing to you, nothing at all. But if your fans are dropping, and if you're not polling the same, or your polls are changing and then switching up, and you see somebody else is like, you know, doing something like that. That's, that's the thing right there. Some people... As you see, like when we look at these celebrities and stuff, a lot of people chase fame and they really want to be famous and stay on top. And most people don't. Like we see some of these artists, and yeah, we say they fell off, but honestly, they don't care themselves. Like that's me. Like that's honestly. Me. I don't think. I don't, I don't think it's about chasing fame. I think it's just about. If you want to stay relevant, then you chasing fame. In this standpoint, I don't think about like chasing fame. I think about it as if like. 
for me, I know how I feel like when it comes to unfiltered and real. I literally love every single one of these people that listen. Every single one of them. There's nothing like the connection that I literally feel. And I think my connection, like you would never be able to feel like how I feel because I started this up by myself. Like I'm so grateful. And we're now getting ready. Like we're in season three, halfway done almost. And it's like, this is, it's such a good love. Like I love this. So like, if I were to poll right now and like, I would see that maybe, you know, and like we talked about at the beginning of the season, it was a little off. It was a little off. And I bet our numbers were, we, of course, we can't see our numbers, but I bet our numbers were even a little, you know, they was a little, probably yeah, off too. Huh? You know them people over there at that place. You know, so our numbers Thank probably off too. I think we're finally back in the right groove and I bet we're polling better too, but it's like any drop, I know for me, because I'm in something and I'm actively seeing it, that hurts a little bit. And it's not because I'm chasing fame. It's because I put my hard work, sweat, and tears, and I'm not in it for money or fame or none of that. I'm in it because I have a passion, and I want to do this, and I really enjoy doing it. So it's a passion. So I feel like in every situation, even with you, it's not going to be about chasing fame, but once you feel the love, I feel like it'll be totally different. I got a a quote for the people, and it's probably even going to pertain to your favorite artist. Real stay put, fakers don't last long. Nikki, although I don't like Nikki, Nikki's been real. She stayed true to herself. Even though the industry blackballed her and whatever so and so happened, she still had a fan base. She still did this and she still that. Real stay real. If you if you are a good artist, if you got good music, actual good music, it won't take long. People gonna see you. And when you get up and you get hot, you're going to stay hot because real stay put. Bakers do not last long at all. And, and, and you know, we've we seen that 2019 and 2018, basically 2016 to 2019 was a rough couple of years for Nikki. A re- like everything from Remy Ma coming in, that whole beef, from Cardi coming in. Yeah. From it was just it was like everything just kept hitting Nikki back to back to then her and me getting into it. It was like everything just kept on hitting and hitting her and Drake falling off, hitting and hitting. It was just like everything just kept on hitting her. But through it all, Nikki had her fan base. And that's why I will always say there's no fan base like the bars. The B, I don't even think the beehive is as reckless as the bars because you know it said that that Nikki started the beef between Drake and me. And Drake Ben denied that. And now they're cool again. So we're not going to bring up these lies because they're back best friends. We're not going to bring up. You don't know what happens behind closed doors. We're not going to bring up these lies. I don't believe nothing like Nikki. I'm I'm sorry. Meek is just desperate and a troller. I definitely believe that it was all Meek. Like, I don't believe that nobody had to start anything when it comes to that man. I just don't. But back to what I was saying. You know, she was able, and then 2020 was just such a great year. She got three number ones in one year. And also, I got wanted to say, she was the most streamed out of the whole 2020 on Spotify and Apple Music, female rapper. So, and she didn't come out with nothing in 2020. She was on features all 2020. Came out with literally nothing. And my thousand dollar pants. (laughs) But, you know, it it, it just goes to show that when Nicki does step out, 
she her fans got her covered. That's the thing. Nikki never needed like we know with the whole six nine song. She got he got the number one because of Nikki was on it. It, it, it's it, it's it's like Doja Cat got a number one. Nikki was on it. You know, there's so much stuff, and everybody with getting Nikki praised this year. Mulatto basically over here crying somewhere because Nicki Minaj recognized. I'm like, girl, shut up. It ain't that serious. Now, like, shut what did Nicki say to Mulatto? Nikki um said something, something, same energy, something, love, big lotto, something, and now she got the whole tweet enlarged and on her wall about this big. Girl, you do the same exact thing. You probably put it in a banner. Mm. <laughs> It'll be in a couple of my whole friends. See, this is this is what I don't like about Jermaine Dupree. I'm gonna say this publicly: Jermaine Dupree ain't shit. He is not shit. He, he ain't never been shit. Every artist, there's been two artists out of that fucking show that blew up. The rest of them, where are they? And number two artists has been, huh? All I know is Mulatto. Mulatto and J.I. I mean, did he? He ain't have the Mulatto blow up now. He He has the Mulatto blow up. But he actually has radio play songs and he's doing better than the rest of A couple, a couple, a couple. It's a couple. But see, Jermaine out there promising these young kids that, yeah, we gonna get you a record deal. We gonna do this and that. Ain't do not a damn thing for nobody, even the winners of the show. How you got so many industry connections and you still can't produce nobody? Don't get us wrong now. Jermaine is very talented. Not with coming out with hot artists. Not with that. Not with that. Jermaine is very talented. And a lot of our favorite songs he produced this year. He so. probably produced, but he can't pump out a good artist. I think he can. He pumped out Mulatto just because Mulatto How didn't sign with him. How many seasons the rap game had, Jay? How many seasons? There's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of underground artists. Like Nova. Nova will always forever. Nova's always been my favorite artist from. But where is he now? He, he makes music. Who does? Is it good? Is it good? I think it's good. I've always loved Nova's music. Personally, I think, honestly, I think the issue was, to me, there was always the same type of artist on each season. There was always that same Mulatto. It was always that same Nia K. It was always that same Super Peach. It was always that same Nova. It was always that same Lil whatever his name was. Like this. I know exactly who you're talking about. It was just the last season. And me and Shania always laugh at this. They had that big girl on the tread. <laughs> this is not funny. But they did an exercise where they was running and had to rap too. And it was this big white. She wasn't big, but she was a little on the heftier side. And she was white. And it was the last season, I believe. Yeah, it was the last season. And my dog was tired. Like, when I tell you she was tired, she was tired. Yeah. I don't trust. I don't trust no, I don't trust, if you ain't no, I don't even trust regular labels. But if you're an artist trying to find artists, if you're a producer trying to find, I don't, I don't trust nobody because look at them. They don't produce nobody good. None of them. None of them could do what a Diddy did or none of them could do what a Drake and Drake, I mean, a Lil Wayne did because look, look at Rich the kid. This is how you know somebody record label legit or not. If they don't got not one artist coming out against them talking sideways, Rich the kid. This is about Rich. How you got your own record label? And I know some of the people he's got signed. They ain't good. 
And one of them just came out popping off on him talking about. Let me tell you. This generation just don't like. And like I said, we're at a very big, obvious standstill in the music industry. And some of these people that didn't retire, stepped out the biz, and took a break. They need to come back, start producing some stuff. Like even the music isn't the same because obviously this generation isn't going to give us our next producers. They're not. They're not. They're not. And it, it's okay. They're just artists. Even though in the music industry you need producers who know the game, who knows all that. But this generation just isn't going to give it to like we just went up through down the whole double XL um spreadsheet the other day a couple of weeks ago. And it's like, we see what we're working with and we see how many people still relevant and how many people of them can actually be producers. And with like meeting all the qualifications, not being in no drama, not, you know, constantly making good stuff. It's very limited. It's very limited. So I can see the baby passing the baton off. I can see a young boy passing the baton off. A little baby. I see young boy doing off. nothing until he get his shit together. Let me tell you. So y'all y'all had the baby, right? I seen the little baby foot. And Shade Room said, Yaya Mayweather and um Contrell welcome that baby. I said, stop lying on that man. Yaya welcome that baby. Because that man wasn't in that hospital. He probably fleed the state when he knew when she called saying the baby was on. You know, I feel like he'll be a great daddy. You know, he is a great daddy. And he'll be there for his kids. But something telling me something off about this girl in this pregnancy. I'm telling y'all. I'm te- I don't. Okay. That's the thing. He real good with his kids. Like all his kids. He real fucking good with his kids. But for him not to be at the baby shower and for him not to. Like if he probably was there when she was giving birth. Not if he wasn't. There has to be something there. deeper. There, there has to be something deeper going on. Probably not with him and Yaya. Maybe Floyd or there. You know, behind the scenes stuff that we don't know. I just want Floyd and Young Boy to have a fight. But see, one of them bringing fists, one of them bringing guns. It's just, it's not even a fair fight at this point. It, it is what it is. Moving on from these people. Oh, we don't have that much time left, but let's talk about this capital. Like, I don't even. Okay. Your president. For our Trump supporters out there, your our president, president lost in court. Our president, my president Biden, the president of the United States of America, this is Donald Joe Trump. No, that's not his name. Donald John Trump. Oh. John Trump. J. John. That's his name. That's yeah, his name? Donald John Trump. Where does the J come from? John, John, J as in John, Donald John Trump. Like my name is Jalen T. Benjamin, Jalen Tavon. I thought Benjamin. it was actually like J, like J A Y something. Fine. So, so Chris, I ain't researching Trump like that. L, they knew, and you would think it was L, like E L L E, like what, like. <laughs> no, because Jay could be somebody's middle name, like Jay. But it was every time you see Donald J, J. Trump, it's always just a J and a period that stands for and abbreviated for the whole. Yeah, oh but gosh. they could have cut off the A and the Y. Anyway, let me get back to it. So he done lost the election. 
Keaton unlocks his fights in court, what, 63 times, 64 times. And he's, he incites his supporters to go to the Capitol and disturb the count to ensure our next president. These people say they are so patriotic. Now, remember, these are the same people who are saying back the blue. Now they're giving the, the, some black and blue eyes to the blue, which makes no sense to me. They are storming our capital. And forget, and forget the part about if these are black people, white people. I don't care. They were storming our capital. And that is, that you can't even call yourself a patriot no more. You can't call yourself nothing no more. That is our capital. And for other countries, to look and see that some backwater hillbillies at that is storming up in our capital with guns, pipe bombs, etc. Be a damn shame. And then some people have the nerve to argue why that little white girl got killed. I don't give a damn about her. Leave her on the floor. We smoking good. That's a good up pack right there. We getting high off that. Bro, they should have been more dead bodies on that floor, honestly. All of them should have died. And what makes no sense is that when anything happens to the president, something should have happened to Trump. But if anything happens to the president, you have people army on deck in the White House at eight minutes sharp. You got jets flying down from Miami, flying down from different parts of the, the U.S., storming towards the capital of the U.S. to protect our president. Now, this president long and gone, we got a new one coming in, Joe Biden. The Capitol should still mean something to us for us to protect it. Now, I don't know who they have protecting it from Friday top flight security, but it should have still been protected. And the same way Who is you? Have, like, how did you even get the job here? What was on your resume? Top flight security. Like it was not that. Now the same way they had all them people out there for Black Lives protest. It's not in the capital. Y'all should have been there. Forget white or black. Them are enemies. Those are domestic terrorists. Those are terrorists of the state. Any weapons formed against the U.S. should be demolished. Now, low-key, I'm a patriot. Low-key, I fucks with the Army. But big time. I play Call of Duty all the time. I watch my little military move. Bro, I love the U.S. Don't get me wrong. I love the U.S., the U.S. of A. I just don't love the racist part of it. I the same country. man who just a couple months ago told me he wanted to flee the country. You love the you York? Bro, did you not see what they did at the Capitol? We are on the brink of a civil war. What you think? Are you are you guys ready? Are you guys ready? Okay, Chris. I'll let you talk. I need next probably four, five minutes. I, I'm going, I'm about to ramble. Oh, okay, where do I want to start? Go ahead. Go ahead. The disrespect... The racism, the stupidity, the terrorism, and yes, this is a black and white thing. This is 125% a black and white issue. As we've seen, first point, from Black Lives Matter, all that stuff that happened to them, to these people, all that stuff that happened to them, let me just say, Donald John Trump. Wait, 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 pause, pause, pause. I just got some hot news. This, this, this is on the topic. Armed protests being planned at all 50 states' capital. FBI bulletin says starting this week, 
and running through at least the inauguration day, armed protests are being planned at all 50 state capitals in the U.S. Capitol, according to the the FBI. So, I'm not. I'm not. To- I'm not on that. I don't give a fuck about that right now. I told you I need my time. Donald John Trump is a terrorist of the United States. He planned an attack on the vice president of the United States of America. The attack wasn't on the Capitol. The attack wasn't on trying to stop the votes. The attack was on Pence. And that's the issue. That right there is a whole nother issue at all. You plan to attack and kill the vice president of the United States. Let me tell you something, Chris. Before those people even got inside the building, before they even, while they were still outside protesting, Trump was already in a bunker. Pence, I've seen him. He had his party. He had he, a whole little party. Watching. He was already in a bunker. Once there's a threat to anybody in the administration, the president, the vice president, all those people in the cabinet are automatically put into safety in the bunker. Trump planned to kill this man to stop the vote. This is the president of the United States people. That's a terrorist right there. That's a terrorist. The, the, the lady who died, oh, I'm so sorry to you, but guess what? You was there. You knew what you were doing. You're smoking good you, That's right all here. you. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And I don't care because the issue at hand is the president of the United States is a terrorist. The president of the United States. And another thing is, if you think about it, the, the Capitol, the U.S. Capitol has 40,000 police officers that work there, work there. So already we're there. The mayor called in the National Guard before before they even made it inside the Capitol. And on top of that, on top of that, Pence Secret Service was there. Every angle of the U.S. Capitol, every entrance, every exit, every secret entrance, every exit, a Secret Service person is there. The only other person that can know what's going on, can have Secret Service moved, is the President of the United States. You didn't see, you didn't see like the reports on how he told every, like anything that could have protected the Capitol, he told them to stand down. It wasn't protecting, and that's the thing that I'm trying to say. It wasn't protecting the Capitol. It was anything that stood in the way of protecting Pence. That's what it that's what it was. It comes down to Pence is fed up. Pence is done. And we seen that earlier last week, well before all this happened. Pence said he would, whatever the vote was, he was going to go by the vote. He wasn't changing nothing. Pence has not been back to the White House since because Pence know this man put an attack on his life. That's the issue here. That's the issue. You know, all this other stuff, all about them going to the Capitol. We know that we know we live in a racist place. We know that it doesn't shock me. I don't care that they made it in. That does not shock me. The problem is that they worship somebody so much that they put him more than a God. And that this person that they worship so much, so much is a terrorist in the president of the United States. And tried to take that's like me trying to kill you. It's like it makes right, no, man. no sense. 
This man has stood by Trump all four years, state quiet. We was all so scared of Pence, but the whole time it was Trump. It was Trump. Everybody was so scared of what Pence would do in power, what Pence would do. But it doesn't matter because today they, they're, if Pence doesn't invoke the 25th Amendment, by the end of the day, Congress is. So Trump may not even make it to the 20th. He may not even make it. So, and also they're pulling articles of impeachment and they say, even if he doesn't get impeached, they can still pull the 25th Amendment without impeaching him. If they don't impeach him until after, but they may not impeach him to after Biden's first 100 days. And that means that he cannot run for office in 2024 if he's impeached. But they, as long as the articles are already pulled, that's fine. But they probably won't start the trial and all that until after Biden's first 100 days to let him settle in. The thing is that it's not, it's not Republicans. That's something that people have been, you know, crossed up for a minute. It's not Republicans. It's Trump supporters. That's a difference. Yeah, the Trump Republicans are, are sick of Trump. And, and it's crazy when you watch these rallies and stuff. These aren't smart people. These these people don't have IQs higher than probably five. These aren't like the smart people. These are like these backwater people that love Trump and idolize him as a god. You see his flags flying around more than the U.S. flag. You see them taking down and throwing our flag to the floor to put up a Trump flag. It's sick. This man is sick. These people are sick. And I don't see any footage of one of the, the Trump supporters crying, you know, being detained at the airport. We're talking about y'all ruining my life. No, y'all all on the no-fly list. Y'all ain't going nowhere at all. I just don't know where it's crazy, you know. And when I figured out, when I found out after all this happened and when I found out Trump wasn't going to the inauguration, I was pissed. I was really pissed. I didn't even expect him to, though. You, you know, no matter what you're doing, no matter how evil you are, I don't care. You already didn't put up Obama's presidential portrait. You already didn't invite Joe Biden to the White House. And now you're breaking a tradition that's centuries and like it's beyond a portrait and not inviting this man. Okay, he don't care. That's about to be his house in a couple of days anyways. It doesn't matter. But you're like, that's the last thing you have to do as president. You go, you stand on that dais, you, he gets sworn in, you're no longer president. You go get on that chopper, fly around the Capitol and go to come to Palm Beach, wherever you're going. That's where he coming, Palm Beach. We already know that. Do whatever you're doing. But the fact that you can't even give the respect enough to your followers, your supporters, to be at the inauguration, that's disrespectful. It's literally your last job that you have to do. Like, and to this day, I'm, I'll still continue to say it. And my uncle in Tanaka would tell you guys because I kept saying I was so mad. I was literally angry. It's like, why are you not going to the inauguration? Like, you honestly, you have nothing else. Even if you get impeached, go to the inauguration. As of right now, Bill Clinton will be there. Barack Obama will be there. Um, Carter will not be there. He is, um, because of Corona, he's going to do it virtually. Bush will be there. Hillary, all the good stuff. Everybody will be there, and Trump won't be there. I wonder if Melania is going to show up. Let me, Jenna, let me be security at the Capitol that day. 
I would have been outside. You see them white folks out there? You could have took her. I could have took Keanu and she would have put up more of a fight than them police they, they officers. Got guns out, they got guns and bombs. Uh-uh. Okay, so we're going to have you posted here, you in here. It didn't matter where you had to post it at. They was posted at places and they still weren't doing their job. It, and like I said, we know we live in a racist place. Taking pictures with the people. Taking pictures with the people. It, and I, I want to talk about the one black person who was in there taking pictures and all that. Who that nigga was looking for the stimulus. <laughs> who got um who they um put a warrant out for his arrest and he was arrested and he's trying to tell the people he like and it's just like some like when you like in the war you always have that one person that's capturing and taking pictures and stuff. Y'all y'all know that man wasn't in what that black man doing. Yeah, in there? you have you see how many news reporters out there? How many TikTok and news places out there? But it was document. You needed like we needed this to be documented. We and he was the only it. one inside all these pictures that we have, thanks to him. Like, come on. Besides, people saying that people but, just are taking pictures on their own. Spanish dude out there. He was risking it. He looked a little Spanish Indian. He wasn't white or black, but he was looking something else. He was risking it, selling up a hot dog stand up out there. Now I would have did the same thing too. Now made me have some lemonade, some hot dog. I would have came you know they hungry after all this. You know, marching and breaking in, they done did. Shit. Let I'm me tell you, it. the ultimate disrespect that I just, the last thing I want to talk about is the man that was sitting at Nancy Pelosi's desk. That's just disrespectful. That's disrespectful. Like, there are certain people that you should never be able to get too close to. And that includes the president, the Secretary of State, Nancy Pelosi, the Vice President, like these people who are in line to be succession for the President of the United States in case anything happens to the President should never be disrespected in the way that these people were disrespected this last week. And that's really all I have to say. Um, I'm not going to say we need to do bad. I'm not going to say all that because honestly, we've been saying this for a year now. Ahmaud Arbery started all this almost a year ago, and ever since then, it's literally been a downhill spiral with, so from that case on. And we thought know, 2021 was about to be different. I don't think, I still think 2020 is still on a different approach. Because, see, 2020, this would have all happened, and we would have all turned the other cheek because nobody cared in 2020. 2021, they said, oh, no, we're getting you out, sir. We don't care. I anymore. think something don't I care. don't understand is that, like, this is what has to be set in place because – Although Trump made a call saying so-and-so to stand down, imagine if before he leaves, he tries to set off some nuclear launch codes. You know, he really tries to do something that fucks us all. It doesn't matter because the moment he can do it, like he can send stuff up, but the moment, um, literally the second, that 12 o'clock when Biden's sworn in, everything changes. Everything changes. that's the thing. People, I wish like they like had the common sense. Like even though he's the president, whatever, whatever sanctions so and so he might have and hold, but you should know when something's right and something's wrong. All right, national guards stand down. So and so stand down. We can't do that. We un- like you have to see what's about to happen. You should imagine for him Trump on his care. last day. Trump on his care. last day, he says, "Do this." As Trump, a country, Trump is about. Trump is worrying about if Trump makes it to his last day. He said he's gonna um, resign in the eleventh hour, so he wouldn't even make it to the last hour because he wants Pence to um, pardon him. But Pence ain't pardoning nobody. He's gonna be right there, and people are saying it. 
he's gonna end up in jail after this election. Oh yeah, he most. He oh no, he it. definitely is. Um, New York has uh, over eleven more. I mean, over eleven. Um, no, not eleven. Over a hundred articles uh, and stuff up against him. Um, Iraq has a warrant out for his arrest. Um, it's so many places. Ship his ass over to Iraq. Let them keep him. No matter what happens, um, I don't think Trump will serve any time. I don't think so. But um, with Trump getting impeached, like the actual, like even though he's already impeached president, but like this next one is like you lost your like invoking Twenty Fifth Amendment. He will lose his secret secret service. He will lose his one million travel fund a year. He will lose um, something. It was a whole lot of other stuff too. Um, mm, being the president sounds good. He got some good benefits. Yeah, that's the benefits. After you're done, you get a one million travel fund for the year. You secret service for life, as everybody knows. Oh, how much he, you get paid as a president? He'll lose. Like he's gonna lose 000. some of his. He's gonna lose some of his um yearly paycheck. Yeah, no, how much do you get paid yearly as a person? Like four hundred thousand or something like that. It's like four hundred thousand. It's like uh-huh. four, four. Shit, them the best benefit to have a million in travel a year. Them some good old benefit. Let me tell you, I would be going. And I'm using. Hey, where are we going phone. with your secret service? I'm using up my full um million too. Those people hey, who say run for president, run for president, Jay. Run. We're going to be in that White House acting a fool. The secret, I'm going to be my feet up on whatever the death secret service. Get your feet. Who? My nigga in the, in the oval. You ain't talking to me. Get your feet off. Get your feet. Do you want to get kicked out of my house, Mr. Ray Lou? Because I live at 1600 Jaylen. Pennsylvania Avenue. Jalen, Jalen, I'll bring this bitch down with the secret service permit. Are you trying to kill me? <laughs> Y'all heard me here first. <laughs> If I, ever, can. if I ever run for president of the United States, if I ever run for president of the United States and there is and there is an attack on my life, we know who it is. You can't even get all that stuff into the White House. Ooh, I'm going to go into one of the secret tunnels. Secret service. You will never get you will never be able to be close to me without my consent. Ooh, Damn. I'm going to... Now Jaylen, I need to be a first have, lady. Jalen, I'm gonna have 24-7 consent. I'm I wanna be, be a, if I'm the president, I want to be the bachelor president, like the like the single Ooh. like the single president. That'd be lit to be the bachelor president. You going to other countries with their queens and princesses and <laughs> but then like the residents would be so lonely because I would be the only one in the residence hall. Like I would well, be, be a JFK, boy, Playboy. What? Be a playboy, be a dad. No, but I'm saying like it'll be lonely. Like when people not there, like it'll just be me. Of course, we'll put Chris at a house down the street. He can't be too far away. Who I'm in the White House. Who I'm at me a room. Shit, give me this good old Wi-Fi, nice AC. <laughs> What's the password? <laughs> What's the password? A oh, White House twenty. Okay, that getting me some good food from the chef. Hmm. Hmm. You guys, it's been a pleasure, like always. Oh, I literally have to be to work in like thirty minutes. But it's, President it's been a pleasure, like always. Um, I've had so much fun being back today. Season three, we still have a long ride to go, guys. Don't forget that we hit one year this season. We also will hit our hundredth episode this season. 
there's just so much to excuse me look forward to. I'm gonna make me a president friend. Watch when we in our forties, and I'm gonna get me a good old president friend. Okay, you trying to plot his exit already? Trying to plot his exit from our friendship. CJ, now if you get arrested, Mr. President, let him off the hook for this one. Anyways, I have so much work to do this week. It is crazy. Chris, we have a lot of work to do on Wednesday, sir. Yeah. Like a lot of work. A lot. But guys, without further ado, make sure you guys follow me on Instagram at jumfilter. Follow Chris on Instagram at k.aappe. Follow Unfilter and Real on Instagram and Unfilter and Real. Like I told y'all, I am going to start posting. Last week, I was just out of town, so I didn't get to do it that and really didn't care to do it but starting back this week i am going to post and we're also going to be working on getting us finally getting youtube up and running and so the visuals chris needs a little better visuals but other than that we're gonna you know get that working and all that so what do i usually say at the end tune in next time that's not what i say oh I love you guys. Welcome to Disney Channel. Shut up. Let me end the show. I love you guys so much. And until next time, I'm Jalen Benjamin. Bye.